Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner. And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang, come along. We now see that with the Democratic Party. We see extremists dictating radical positions. Let me back up for a second and just say, President Biden has done a masterful job in managing this situation. I just want you to know, I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter. (laughs) Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming. information on breaking news and more bold inspired solutions for america this is a special edition of the sean hannity show america trapped behind enemy lines day number 216 all right, day 216, day 229, Joey promised that he wouldn't abandon Americans, stab him in the back, and yes, he did. Happy Friday. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN, you want to be a part of the program. We got, we got a lot of news to cover. It looks like Vladimir Putin is channeling his inner Donald Trump. He had a, a what looked like, it almost looked like the big house in Michigan, their football stadium, I think holds 110,000 people. Uh, Putin had a massive Moscow rally, <laughs> by the way, if you didn't show up, you probably got in trouble. Uh, my only guess, I'm sure many people showed up just out of fear. Uh, that's what authoritarianism is all about. And we should know that by now. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll show you that on TV tonight. And apparently there was some interruption. They claim it was a glitch. Apparently, Putin now is so freaking paranoid. If you couldn't tell by the large table that he'd be sitting at, and he's at one end and like a football field length down at the other end or his generals and his advisors. I don't know if he's paranoid of getting killed or paranoid of COVID. I, who knows? I'm telling you, this, and this has been confirmed to me. My people in the intelligence community, their assessment is, is that he looks like he's on some medications that would often be steroid related maybe something as simple as prednisone that's making him bloated and and puffy and it looks like they claim not me that he might have had facial surgeries of some kind who knows but we know we know what's going on we know what the answer is um and we're following it all very very closely uh by the way russia was caught lying about a U.S. troop death in Ukraine. The, the current and former members of the Tennessee National Guard 
falsely identified in the Russian media mob as mercenaries killed in Ukraine. Uh, sorry, uh, Vladimir, but they're alive and well, according to the Tennessee National Guard. Thank God. Um, apparently, if you watched the the scene that was unfolding earlier in the week at this theater, there are more than 2,000 people in this. 1,300 other people are still apparently trapped beneath the rubble. We don't know if they're dead or alive. More than 100 Ukrainian citizens were sheltering in that theater on Wednesday. 1,300 others believed to be trapped beneath the rubble. They even had written in Russian that children were inside and Putin bombed them anyway. Uh, Britain is beefing up their missile defense. That's good news as Biden's nuclear deal with Iran looks imminent. I just I, I cannot for the life of me give you any explanation what the hell our government is doing. They're dealing with the world's worst dictators, the countries that hate us the most, the most hostile regimes, the most oppressive regimes, and Joe Biden sending emissaries to to Venezuela to talk to Maduro. They're doing an Iranian deal brokered by the Russians and the Chinese. Now, if any of you have the ability to interpret that level of stupidity, that level of ignorance, please call the program because it makes no sense to me. Um, it was interesting, the comments of Vladimir in the Kremlin calling Joe Biden irritable and forgetful um, and say that he insulted Vladimir. Given such irritability from Mr. Biden, his fatigue, his sometimes forgetfulness uh, that leads to aggressive statements, we will not make harsh assessments so as to not cause more aggression. You know what the Russians are doing? They're making fun of our president. Why are they making fun of our president? Because they see, as I've been saying since before the election, that Joe Biden is weak he is frail, and he is a cognitive mess. And on top of that, I don't know what's worse, then we've got Kamala Harris, who is probably the least qualified vice president ever to take that office. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how mm -hmm. can this directly affect Genius the people answer. in the United Listen. States. So Ukraine so, is a, is a country, in country in Europe. It Europe? exists next to another next country to called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia bigger? is a powerful country. Russia powerful. decided to invade a smaller country called oh. Ukraine. So basically that's wrong wrong that's wrong that's not good that's a bad thing anyway the kremlin uh vladimir putin speaking before massive what looked like a massive stadium um we got a lot of news on on what's what's going on and I, it's funny because when i explained earlier in this week well hannity where do you stand what should america's role be here in in terms of an innocent sovereign country invaded and first thing we've got to stop and pause because if you don't pause and if you look at vietnam and you look at iraq you look at joe's disastrous withdrawal from afghanistan and you got to learn lessons one of the lessons from vietnam is if you're going to fight a war fight the sucker to win it or get out i mean if you're not going to fight to win don't be there don't start wars and you're all gung-ho and these politicians are all, you know, racing up the hill 
to send our national treasure, our, our sons and daughters off to war. And then all of a sudden they don't fight these wars to win them. They don't do that. And then they end up politicizing the war. And then they end up saying, never mind. And we leave embarrassed with how many dead American, American kids. We can't do that anymore. You know, we learned in Iraq, we can't send American treasure to our sons and daughters to be banging, going door to door in Baghdad, you know, try, trying to fight that war that way. That's not how you're going to win the war. And that can't happen anymore. So there are two examples that I cite as a conservative that worked. One, Ronald Reagan funding the Mujahideen when the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union in the 80s, invaded and know the Mujahideen are not perfect. I know all about their past. By the way, Ukraine's government prior to Zelensky, it was one corrupt gov government after another. And I'd been very critical of it. And I was dubious of the idea of giving them javelin missiles, what, in 2017. In the end, it turns out it's a good thing we did. Um, but we did no boots on the ground. This is not, we are not the world's policemen. But that doesn't mean that the United States turns a blind eye when innocent countries, sovereign countries are invaded and innocent men, women, and children are murdered. And we've seen enough evidence now that Vladimir Putin has no problem with his indiscriminate bombing of, let's see, apartment buildings, leveling of neighborhoods, uh, refugees with their luggage, you know, dead kids and, and moms in the streets trying to escape the war zone. Uh, then we have them, you know, firing missiles next to our allies and next to nuclear sites, uh, mass graves. Doesn't mean we, we lose our conscience and our soul and say that's not our problem. Because then you can look at the example of 1939. I don't know how far Vladimir Putin's territorial ambitions go. But I will tell you, I, on two fronts, his generals and his army did not have not performed particularly well. And the Ukrainians, I think, have stepped up and shown their willingness to be courageous and brave and valiant, their efforts to fight back kind of an insurgency war, as long as the rest of the world is willing to support them militarily. Now, that's what Reagan did with the Mujahideen, and it's also what he did with the freedom fighters, the, the Contra rebels in Nicaragua when they were fighting against Daniel Ortega and the Sandinistas. Then you've that's so that we'll call that the Reagan doctrine. Not one boot on the ground, not one American's life at risk. Then I would add the Trump doctrine, which, by the way, should include Ukraine eventually paying for the weapons we're providing them. Europe should be doing the bulk of providing, putting that aside. It's in their backyard. Uh, just like I think that Donald Trump was right. After Iraq, Iraq should have paid America back uh, for the fact that we went in there, liberated Baghdad and all the other accomplishments we made. And they should be compensating the families of, of Americans that lost loved ones. But that's a separate issue. But then the Reagan doctrine is, okay, uh, the, the Trump doctrine is to bomb, use modern military, sophisticated weaponry and warfare methods to beat the crap out of an enemy. And that means the caliphate, the caliphate that grew under Joe Biden and Barack Obama was bombed out of existence by Donald Trump, just like he took out Soleimani and he took out al-Baghdadi and just like he took out the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. That is called peace through strength. America needs to be strong.
you see the world would normally rely on America to lead in a situation like this, but we don't really have somebody that's strong enough to lead. Anyway, Western officials uh, said that anyone who saw President Putin addressing the nation yesterday would would be forgiven for thinking that Russia was not in a compromising mood. Listen, there's I don't see a solution. Now, I know that that there are people the Putin shared with Turkey's President Erdogan, you know, another, frankly, hostile actor on the world stage, you know, his demands uh, for Ukraine. But Putin seems to do this every time he wants more time to to add munitions and bring in more troops and 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 whatever else, what other what other else in terms of nefarious activities that he's involved in. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be a deal here, but certainly there's really weird paranoia stuff going on, not only at the table that he sits at with generals and advisors, uh, but then you've got apparently a story out that he has a food taster because he's so paranoid that that somebody's going to try and take him out. Uh, the Daily Mail points out the U.S. military fears that Putin is planning to use nuclear threats and revealing that he's working on a nuclear weapon that can beat Western defenses so he can inflict unacceptable damage on the West. Is that true? I don't know. Do I think evil people are capable of evil things? Obviously. You can't have a conscience and soul. And a conscience meaning, you know, an understanding of God-given right and wrong. Uh, and kill innocent men, women, and children. You know, there's a, Victor Davis Hanson had 10 realities of Ukraine, you know, reassuring the enemy that uh, what one will do ensures the enemy will just do more of it. You need unpredictabilities right there. Two, no-fly zones don't work with a big power. Uh, in cost-benefit analysis, they're not worth the risk of shooting down the planes of a nuclear power. He's right there, too. Three, Europe, NATO members... Germany in particular, have de facto admitted that their past decades of shutting down their nuclear plants, coal mines, oil and gas production has left Europe at the mercy of Russia. He's right about that, too. We've been talking all about it. Four, China is now pro-Russian in spite of the call with Joe Biden today, which we'll get to. Beijing wants Russian natural resources at a discount. They're going to get it. Americans, five, are finally digesting just how destructive the humiliate, humiliating flight from Afghanistan was, and Victor Davis Hanson is right, saying this signaled to Russia, China, North Korea, and Iran that Western deterrence is dead. We abandoned Americans. He says the Ukraine war, number six, did not cause inflation and record gas prices. That's the big democratic lie. Seven, he points out Putin did not invade the Trump tenure, although he had been more aggressive under previous le le American leadership with his attacks on Georgia, Crimea, Ukraine, etc., and Russia still stayed still when oil prices were low and fuel supplies in the West plentiful. Yeah, that's what Donald Trump gave us. Eight, it is not an escalation to send arms to Ukraine. Thank you, Victor Davis Hanson, for pointing that out. Nine, Putin may never fully absorb Ukraine as long as it can easily be supplied across its borders by four NATO countries. The U.S. deadlocked in, in, in the Korean War, lost Vietnam. We stalled in Iraq. We fled Afghanistan because the enemies were easily supplied. And lastly, he says it's not un-American to point out that American appeasement under the Obama and Biden administrations explains not why Putin wished to go to Ukraine, but why he felt he could do it. That's true. That's all a fact.
I mean, it was a good way to sum it up. Listen. Here are Vladimir's four conditions not to uh, continue this war of, of aggression and his invasion of Ukraine. One is Ukraine remain neutral, not join NATO. Uh, two, he's asking for Ukraine to undergo a complete disarmament process to mitigate threats to Russia. Yeah, that's going to happen. Sure. Three, um, he wants legal protections for the Russian language in Ukraine. Uh, additionally, Putin put desires promised related to the denazification of ukraine well i don't see ukraine involved in the killing of innocent men women and children that that would be vladimir that's doing all of those things now why would ukraine ever do that because at that point it becomes a okay live free or die moment do you want to live free or do you want to live under the authoritarian authoritarian rule of a murdering dictator thug like Putin. Now, Hannity, why do you say these things about, well, he's killing women and children. What part of this do some people not seem to understand? I don't know. All the evidence of all the war crimes and all the death and all the murder and all the mass graves and all the civilian targets are right there for your eyes to see. you get the inside story that no one else has and the behind the scenes chatter that the mainstream media doesn't even know about this is the sean hannity show all right 25 till the top of the hour uh the who says there's now confirmed 43 attacks on hospitals and health facilities in ukraine that's the indiscriminate bombing that's the apartment buildings. That's neighborhoods that are leveled. You know, that's where you see the mass graves. That's where you see the targeting even of, of refugees trying to leave and get out of the war zone. Um, Putin now is is apparently the, the convoy has dispersed, according to Greg Palcott, who's been reporting from from Ukraine uh, the last number of nights for the Fox News Channel. Uh, as our thoughts and prayers are still with Benjamin Hall, we pray that he makes a speedy recovery. Um, but anyway, we have these stalled um, Russian troops dispersing. And now what we're seeing is that it looks like the strategy has become to, to bomb Ukraine into submission. The Pentagon warning that Putin could resort to more nuclear threats rather than sign an embar embarrassing peace deal. Uh, the conditions he's laying out are ones basically of surrender and capitulation by Ukraine. U Ukraine did not initiate this conflict. Ukraine is not the cause of this conflict. Ukraine was the sovereign nation. Ukraine was invaded by Russia and by Putin, who has his territorial ambitions and has no qualms about killing even innocent people in this. 
Okay, you can say all over and over again, he committed war crimes. Okay, we got it. He doesn't care because if he cared, he wouldn't be bombing civilian populations as he is doing. Um, but the U.S. intelligence, foxnews.com had a piece on this, believe that Vladimir is going to threaten to unleash Russia's nuclear arsenal if Ukrainian defense forces continue to thwart his invasion of their country. Lieutenant General Scott Barrier, director of the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency, revealed the concerns in a new report on global threats obtained by foxnews.com. And as this war and its consequences slowly weaken Russian conventional strength, Russia likely will increasingly rely on its nuclear deterrent to signal the West and project strength to its internal and external audiences, et cetera, et cetera. None of which is a, a good development. But Joe really stepped out. Joey stepped out yesterday. Called Putin a murderous dictator. Really? Why don't we just state the obvious? Um, why we have 100,000 U.S. service members in Europe um, is beyond my comprehension. Why are they there? I, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. We can't be the world's policemen. But I don't think as a country, we want to be a country that stands idly by as innocent men, women and children and residences and apartment buildings and neighborhoods and dead kids in the street um, and and mass grave images are coming. Ukrainians have shown a willingness to fight valiantly, give them what they need to fight to defend their country. Because, honestly, an insurgency war, I was surprised Putin's army was as weak and, and lackluster in their performance as anybody. And the Ukrainian resistance has been more fierce than I would have anticipated. Um, so all of this is a factor in here. Now, the next sidebar issue, which is really important, has to do with, with President Xi and, and with China. Now, this goes to the heart of a lot of issues here. And not the least of which, so they had a two-hour call today, a Zoom call between Xi and, and Biden. And apparently the Chinese leader said war is in no one's interest during this phone call with Joey. And he said that state-to-state -state relations cannot go to the stage of military hostilities. China and the United States should, quote, shoulder international responsibility, what he was quoted as saying, as well as declaring peace and security the most valued treasures of the international community. Now, you know, Biden hoped to persuade President Xi to give up any idea of bailing out Russia. I'm not sure he's done that. That, that is about as close to condemning Putin as he's gotten and pretty lackluster at best. And China should understand that their future is with the U.S. and Europe. And, and Biden tried to make that case. Um, but then as you read you know, they're not going to release the transcript. I wish they would. The White House being tight lipped on whether Biden would threaten China with economic sanctions means that they didn't do it. Um, Biden, you know, supposedly was to make clear that China will bear the responsibility for any actions they take to support Russia's aggression. And we will not hesitate to impose costs. I don't think President Xi gives a flying rip what Joe Biden has to say. And, you know, and the reason you look at this is Chinese aircraft, the Chinese aircraft carrier literally sailed through the, the Taiwan Strait 
before the phone call. Because remember, it's President Xi who has his own territorial ambitions. He's the one saying we're going to reunify with Taiwan. And, of course, Taiwan's an ally. He's warning anyone that arms Taiwan is, is going to be hit with mass destruction. And there's been no response to the threats of President Xi all throughout uh, these, these, for example, uh, military aircraft maneuvers over Taiwan airspace. So is, is Biden capable of, of breaking the alliance between China, Russia, and even Iran? They've all seemed to have partnered together. I don't, I don't think he has it in him. Um, and Putin is open to a meeting with Zelensky face-to-face. Gee, you know, what difference is that going to make? Because what he's asking is basically for Ukraine to surrender. I don't think, the, would you want America to surrender? No. Would you give in to those conditions as Americans? Hell no. But is, is Anthony Blinken can say all he wants that the U.S. will punish China if it gives military aid to Russia. Let me tell you what China wants out of this. China wants cheap oil, cheap energy. China wants more uh, in, of their imports going into Russia. And China, if he kind of gives a wink and a nod to the invasion of Ukraine, he would expect that Putin and Russia will recognize his territorial claim of Taiwan. That's what I think this is headed. And that's why just before the call with Biden, the Chinese carriers sailed right through the Taiwan Straits uh, before the call with Biden. You don't think that was done on purpose? Wall Street Journal editorial board, China's great power play. President Xi is standing by Russia on Ukraine and the cost of doing so will mount. Now, there's two ways that you got to look at this. Well, really, look at it one way. If you look at the heart and soul of the Russian economy, it's all energy. The sickest part of this equation is the reliance on energy by our Western European allies. They have put themselves in the most compromised position you could ever be in. And had they listened to Donald Trump in 2017 and 2018 and 2019, they wouldn't be in this position. So this, uh, it's, so they don't really have any leverage to pull back or wean themselves off of oil and, and, and natural gas. I mean, almost 60% of Germany's energy is coming from Putin. Well, that's the lifeblood of their economy. And a lot of it is because they gave in to their radical environmental extremists in Germany. You know, this idea that it makes a difference where the energy or oil comes from is insane to me. Oh, it's okay. We can beg OPEC to produce more oil. We can beg Venezuela to produce more oil. We can import oil from Russia. We can import oil from Iran. Why don't we uh, take our own oil out of Texas and Oklahoma and North Dakota and why don't we get our natural gas from West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Ohio? Not that hard. You know, what What Joey should have been saying today is that uh, you've got to join with us and make sure Putin is not successful so this does not expand out further. And, you know, and he should have said to lay down there, the Chinese economy is based on exports. And what Western European countries need to be saying to China is if you go, if you support Putin and you prop up Putin, all exports from China will be stopped. That will impact China's economy. That would be the smartest thing to do. Don't help Putin 
and we won't mess with your economy. We'll keep importing Chinese goods. You know, I don't think Joey had the courage to tell uh, President Xi that we are going to stand by our ally Taiwan, that they're a sovereign nation, and America will defend Taiwan as, as we have mutual defense agreements. Forget it. You know, or that he's going to provide Taiwan with all the military assistance he feels like it and land any plane in Taiwan anytime he wants. You know, and, and, and basically shut the world down from Taiwan. He also should talk about uh, the coronavirus and the origins of that, but I'm, there's, there's no way Joe's capable of that, so I'm, I won't even go down that road. Um, the GOP has moved to bar Biden from lifting Iranian sanctions that would expand Russia's war machine. I mean, I can't believe we even have to discuss this issue when we're talking about the number one state sponsor of terror. Congress has got to get in there and stop Biden from giving Russia a financial lifeline in this deal. Part of this deal is what? Russia gets to build a $10 billion nuclear facility. Part of this deal is we will start importing oil from Iran and make the Iranian mullahs richer than ever. Part of it is they'll get tens of billions of dollars in frozen assets from sanctions that have been in place are you kidding me i i I can't even believe the world is that dumb but apparently we're we're thinking about being that dumb anyway as for locally um what's going on economically is interesting today too scott rasmussen polls 64 percent of americans blame uh biden for higher gas prices where's the other 36 percent that's my answer Now, the International Energy Agency report uses energy lockdowns due to the Russian war, quote, banning the use of private cars on Sunday. The IEA says reducing highway speed limits by about six miles an hour, more working from home, street changes to encourage walking, cycling, car free Sundays in cities and restrict. No, we're not changing our way of life to give into environmental extremism. There is a new GOP bill that would force environmental groups to disclose whether they're getting any funding from Russia and China. I, I read you the piece earlier in this week that it turns out that it was the Soviet Union that was fu- uh, funding these environmental groups, putting pressure on these Western European countries to abandon their own energy independence. Anyway, with new legislation introduced by Congressman Lance Gooden, uh, think tank nonprofit foreign influence disclosure act, they call it, would require any nonprofit, any think tank to disclose any foreign donations. In his case, he's asking over $50,000. I'd make it over $1. We need to know if Russia, China, other countries are trying to fund radical environmental activism in this country. Anyway, sent a letter to the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, alleging that Russian-funded environmental groups are advocating against U.S. oil production. We know that they did that very same thing to Europe, and they did so apparently very successfully. Got to give props to David Axelrod. Yes, Biden's, uh, Obama's David Axelrod. And he said that, um, you know, that Joe Biden's constant claim that Putin is responsible for soaring inflation numbers and skyrocketing gas prices, which all started before the unprovoked attack on Ukraine. He says, why don't you just be blunt with people? Now they've overcorrected, and for a few days, Joe Biden was saying everything was Putin's price hike. Inflation was Putin's fault. He said, people don't believe it. 
They know that we had a 40-year high of inflation before all of this. They know that we had record gas prices and rising gas prices before all of this. Because that's now become the big talking point. Good for him for telling the truth. The Federal Reserve Chairman undercut the White House's attempt to blame the GOP for inflation problems. And last month when uh, Jen Psaki said that Biden believed the Republicans are AWOL in fighting uh, the fight against inflation at this pivotal moment in our economy, the problem Psaki uh, indicated was Biden's nominations were not advancing quickly in the Senate. Well, guess what? They're done. Biden was warned about all of this, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis said, and he predicts more pain because of the, the Biden administration policies. Look, this is summed up simply. There's not a single thing we can point to that Joe is successful at. You can't blame Vladimir Putin for the, what, five months of, of a 40-year high of inflation when he only went into Ukraine on February 24th. You can't blame him for the high price of energy, which was going up dramatically on average nearly a buck fifty a gallon, and the high price of everything we buy in every store and, and the high cost of heating our homes. That all happened beforehand. You can't blame Putin for the disaster at the border. You can't blame Putin for the energy price increase, for the inflation. You can't blame him for the disaster in Afghanistan. You can't blame him. Putin's not responsible for, for Joe's bad policies. And I just, I dare any one liberal to tell me one thing Joe Biden has done that is successful. It's an absolute mess. And I honestly, I don't know how to get out of it at this point, except that Joe would have to change and go back to the policies of Trump that actually worked. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now Henry makes more than two hundred rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle.